Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Hard Count Football Podcast Live. My name is Jacob Chardown, leading the next generation of football fans live on the Hard Count Football YouTube channel and, of course, right here on 1252 Sports Chicago. It's Wild Card Weekend, guys. Last week, uh, last night, we had two games. We had the Bengals play the Raiders and we had the Bills play the Patriots. We'll talk about those games. Those were exciting to watch. And then we have a ton more games today. We got three today and then one on Monday night that we're going to talk about. So we have a lot. We have a lot to talk about. We got we're going to talk some offseason stuff now as well. Head coaching searches, some possible trade candidates during this offseason. So, yeah, we're going to let's let's talk some of yesterday's games. Then, of course, we'll get Harry the Greek in here to talk about some of uh, yesterday's games and the lines. For today's games, and then of course, uh, everything that has to do with the offseason. So, with that being said, let's get right into it. So, the Cincinnati Bengals in the first playoff game of the uh, of the playoffs, I suppose, um, they took down the Las Vegas Raiders twenty six to nineteen for their first uh, playoff win in thirty one years. And I saw something that was like texting was invented or it might have been 32 years texting was invented the year after the Bengals won the playoff game so uh yesterday was the first time anybody has sent a text about the Bengals winning a playoff game which is kind of hilarious um but whatever uh Derek Carr 29 for 54 so not a great game from him he also looked just relatively inaccurate um 310 yards a touchdown and a pick that uh ended their game at at um in the fourth quarter with a couple seconds left on fourth down um Listen, the Raiders had a chance to win this one, right? We watched we watched the game. The Raider the Bengals played really well, right? The offense lit it up. They ran the ball efficiently. They did everything you wanted to see from this Bengals team. Uh I thought it would be a closer game than it was uh 7 points. The line was at 6 at game time. Uh listen, the Raiders made some decisions. Made Derek Carr made some throws. Guys honestly just weren't getting open. Uh, there was a call at the end, Hunter Renfro in the end zone. It looked like it might have been pass interference, but then he slipped and whatever. He was wide open, though. It was <sighs> the poor Raiders, man. Good for the Raiders for even making it to the offseason. Everything that happened with, you know, their head coaching change, uh, Henry Ruggs not being on the team anymore. Um, but props to Derek Carr for for powering through. Props to Rich Bisaccia for a great season with the Raiders. Um, if I'm the Raiders, I'm retaining him next year. I think he really did a lot of good things for this team. Uh, I love their offensive coordinator. I love Greg Olson. I think he's um, I think he's a really great offensive mind. I think he did really well with what what I think is kind of a lack of talent uh, on this Raiders offense in terms of their receiver group and their offensive line. But the Bengals move on. Congratulations to the Bengals. Joe Burrow, 24 for 34, 244 yards, two touchdowns and no picks. Jamar Chase, of course, lit it up. Uh, my offensive rookie of the year even should be in the conversation for offensive player of the year. Nine receptions, 116 yards, and then C.J. Ozoma, their, uh, their tight end, six catches, 64 yards, and a touchdown. So the Bengals move on in the AFC. And then the other team that moves on in the AFC, so the Buffalo Bills rolled, steamrolled the New England Patriots 47-17. to Listen, I, I I picked the Patriots to cover this game. I think it was at four when the game started. Obviously, the Bills covered that. <laughs> I think the, I thought the Patriots were going to cover. I think a lot of people did. Um, I wasn't expect. I mean, listen, Josh Allen, 
four incompletions, 21 for 25, 308 yards, five touchdowns, no interceptions. The Bills had a perfect offensive game. Touchdown every time they went down the field. No turnovers, no interceptions, no punts, no field goals. They had a perfect game. They scored every single time they went down the field. Devin Singletary, 16 carries, 81 yards, two touchdowns. Dawson Knox, five catches, 89 yards, two touchdowns. Man, the Bills, what they've done with Josh Allen's development is exactly what, that's the model you want for all young quarterbacks, right? Look at the Jets this year. They need to go out and get a few more weapons for Zach Wilson to develop. Look at Joe Burrow. Listen, the Bills, they trade for Stephon Diggs. Josh Allen comes into the next year. He's an all-pro. Joe Burrow, they draft Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase, offensive rookie of the year. Joe Burrow now takes a team that had two wins two years ago and is now in the AFC divisional round, looking like a team that can make a run. A team that could possibly make it to a Super Bowl. Now the Bills. Bills, if there's another team in the AFC that I'm saying, no, I don't want to play them right now. It's the Bills. They could also easily make it to a Super Bowl this year. We saw what they did to a Patriots defense that is top five. I can only imagine what they're going to do to a team like the Chiefs who don't have a defense. A team possibly like the Bengals who really aren't that spectacular defensively. Listen, it's the way a young it's the way to develop a quarterback if you want him to be your franchise guy. Josh Allen deserves all the money he's getting. Congratulations to the Buffalo Bills and uh, for steamrolling your division rival in the New England Patriots. So those were the games yesterday. Today on the slate, we have the Eagles at the Buccaneers, the Niners at the Cowboys, the Steelers at the Chiefs at night, and then tomorrow on Monday night, we have the Arizona Cardinals at the Los Angeles Rams. So to talk about all these games, I see we get our uh, resident lineman himself, Harry the Greek in here. Harry, come on in. Good morning. Oh, he's loading. There we go. What's going on, man? How are you? I I don't have any nice uh, little walk-up music. I mean, come on. Opa. You don't have Zorba the Greek. Can you hear me? Harry, you're you're lagging a little bit there. Oh, am I lagging or am I lagging a little bit? How about now? All right. Now you're good. Now you're good. Good. All right, Harry. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic, man. Thank you so much for having me on. Man, I'll tell you what. It's going to be an exciting day today in football. But, you know, as we always start out, when I come on on a nice, beautiful Sunday morning, I always have to give you the weather update in Florida, guys, especially from up north. There you go. You want to do it? It's it's not nice outside. It's it's 62 degrees. It was raining. It's going to be super windy for this game against Philadelphia. It's pretty bad. How's the weather up there in the New Jersey? And the, I'd love to see some comments how the weather is up in Chicago. The weather in New Jersey, Harry, right now it's it's actually pretty warm out. It's nine degrees. Um, oh, I it's nine I'm degrees. Sorry. It's gonna get up to I think about thirty. Oh, and it's going and. It's probably going to snow tonight. So, listen, it'll be. It's nice up here. Uh, we nice. don't. Have, there's no. I can. I can promise you that there's no playoff games going on in New Jersey today, though. Um, hey, 
before you go breaking down all the games, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, go ahead and share the show. Hit the like button. Go to the YouTube channel and make sure you go ahead and like and subscribe. Uh, if you have a question or comment, make sure, make sure you go ahead and post it. And uh, Jacob definitely does not have the capabilities to uh, take phone calls today. But that's okay. Jacob, it's going to be a great day in Tampa Bay down here. That's all it, I can say. It might be. Listen. We'll talk about those games. How, all right, let's get your thoughts on yesterday's games first, Harry. Sure. Right. Bengals beat the Raiders. We know we, we watched the game. Do you think that this Bengals team is one that could possibly make it to a Super Bowl this year based on what you're seeing? You know, look, I, I didn't really get a chance to watch the game as closely as I wanted to yesterday for work-related reasons. And I alluded that earlier when I was talking to you on the phone. But from what I've seen... I'm not a believer in them yet. I still think they're a year, maybe two years away because of the fact that their offensive line is kind of porous and their defense is just mediocre, maybe at best. Uh, they can definitely put some points up on the board, but from what I've heard and all the postings, that I, I it looks like that the Vegas Raiders left quite a few uh, points on the board yesterday. I don't know if that's to be true. Uh, I, I am 0-1 right now on my picks that I've given up. All right. No, Listen, No, we can redeem it today. I was oh, absolutely. For, I was over two. I thought the Raiders were going to cover that game, man. I really, really did, and they should have. They should have. I just some some questionable throws, some uh, some inaccurate throws, some questionable decisions on third and fourth down, and, and led to a seven point loss for the Raiders. Ari, and then you watched that game last night for sure. There's no way you missed that one, right? The Bills. I mean, they decimated New England, right? Well, what what did you think about this game? They crushed them. It was from the start of the game on. But you know one thing I will say about Mac Jones? I don't ever give him any credit. He's getting his ass handed to him yesterday. He was getting pounded back there. I mean, they were beating him like a redheaded stepchild at a family reunion. And he kept standing up in that pocket, and he kept taking hit after hit after hit. I mean, it looked as if Buffalo was more physical in this game, and they just wanted it more. That looked like the Buffalo team that I thought was going to be prior to the year starting. That didn't look like that throughout the regular season. So, you know what? It's a new season in the playoffs. But as far as going back to the Bengals, truly, I I, I am not that big of a believer yet. Okay, fair enough. The Bills, I don't know. Uh, they're a powerhouse right now. I mean, they're they're rolling. They rolled through the Patriots. There was no way that Buffalo was going to let New England go into Buffalo and uh, and beat them in a playoff game. It wasn't going to happen with a rookie quarterback. The fans there wouldn't let that happen. If New England started to take the lead, the fans would have run out onto the field, picked up Mac Jones, and threw him out of the stadium. Would have brought him all the way from Orchard Park, probably up here to North Jersey, which is I mean, six or seven hours away. I, I, I am excited. I mean, the Bengals, Bills, let's say all the favorites win today, right? Let's say in the AFC at least, Bengal, uh, Bengals, Bills, uh, Chiefs, and then that's it. Am I? Yeah, that's it. Let's say, right, Bengals, Bills, Chiefs, and then uh, the Titans, obviously, who have the first round by. Uh, those four teams, they're going to be competing hard. We're going to see some really, really, really good games, I think, right? Yeah, I think you're going to see some pretty com uh, some pretty games, and uh, there's going to be some pretty compelling scores. You're going to see some surprises today. Uh, I don't think you're going to see a surprise tomorrow, though. Hey, do you want me to go ahead and throw some of the comments that you have coming up there? Yeah, sure. Let's Ladies and gentlemen, I'm kind of producing Jacob's show. He is the star. 
and uh, I, I kind of have to kind of lead them into these kind of things. And of course, who do you think your first comment of the day is from? Is it Troy? All of all, you got it. Your buddy. Let's go Eagles. Listen, <laughs> I'm not. Uh, we can root for the Eagles here now. We're allowed. We can. You guys can root for whoever you want. Bills look dangerous on defense and on the rushing side of the game. Yeah, they did. They did. That's something. And that's the Bills. That's a surprise. Game, yeah, the Bills rushing game has been something that has been lackluster this whole season. Um, when you finally stick to the run, you see what happens. I know it's because they were up by a lot, but you really start sticking to the run. Devin Singletary, he's kind of, I mean, he he's shaping his way into maybe an RB2 role next season. Um, I still think they should bring in a big time running back. Uh that can really take this offense to new heights. But Singletary has really played, um, in, in my opinion, out of his talent level the last couple of weeks, uh, and especially last night. How Bill Belichick has fallen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's um, rookie quarterback, a defense that just really couldn't stop anybody. Bill's Bengals next week. Well, is it Bill's Bengals next week? Is that what it's going to be? You know what? That is a great question. I'm not really quite sure. I haven't gone that far up. But if Fat Mike says it, trust me, he's usually pretty damn close. Troy Palomalu says it is a forecasted for the Bucks to lose. I wouldn't say it's forecasted, but the trend is showing that this game is going to be a lot closer. This this line started out at 10, and in some books, it's already all the way down to 7. That's the over and uh, but yeah. and you know what the over and under is actually going up a point. L- let me uh, give you a little scenario. Uh, earlier in the week, um, I was talking about it on the sports web with Peter Blake, and I said this game was like nine and a half or ten points. And if you'd like Tampa Bay to go ahead and cover it, play the under because Philadelphia wasn't going to score. However, if Philadelphia does cover and you like them and take the points, go ahead and play the over. And the reason why I'm bringing that up is the line has now dropped to about seven, seven and a half. And the over and under went up a complete point because people are starting to like Philadelphia. They believe they're going to go ahead and score some points. And we can get into that in just a second. Uh, Fat Mike. Oops. I don't know what happened here. Fat Mike says Chicago is gorgeous right now. Sure it is. 17 degrees. <laughs> Only if you're a fat guy. I Yeah, I'm looking at this Eagles game, Harry, and, I, and that's a good segue to start talking about it because it's at 7.5 right now is what I have it at. Over-under is at 46. I think you, you said it's pretty windy right now in Tampa. Oh, it's it's going to be sustained. You see, we, we had a front come in. This is what happens. When you guys get a front, you get plowed with snow. Yeah. Right before it starts to get our cold front here in Florida, especially on the West Coast, a band will come across, which is a low, and it comes across the Gulf of Mexico. And as it's pushing through, it's pushing up against that nice tropical air, and it creates big thunderstorms. So we don't have snowstorms like you guys up north do. We get these huge, huge, huge thunderstorms with these tornadoes. I'm almost on like Ray Kennedy right now. I'm sorry. But... You know, as it's coming across and as it does come across, it'll drop 20 degrees. Right. And that's exactly what happened. We're about 60 oh. degrees right now. Anyway, our high today was 7 o'clock in the morning. It's going to be 25 mile an hour when sustained gusting up to 40 miles an hour with intermittent showers. But it's probably not going to rain. It's going to be very windy east to west. And that's a big problem because it swirls in that stadium. So what I'm looking at is, is the X factor in this game is the run game. And when you oh, look yeah. at when you look at Tampa who has at times refused to run the ball mm-hmm. without Leonard Fournette again, without, I think, Ronald Jones this week too. Now, 
Yeah, Rojo is out. So is Leonard Fournette. By the way, Leonard could have been activated, and Tampa's looking past this team. That's another thing I want to tell you. Keyshawn Vaughn will be the lead back in Tampa. So will Le'Veon Bell. So will Le'Veon Bell. So you got a boxer and a second-year running back who really hasn't gotten much of a workload in a playoff game uh, for Tom Brady to rely on. And the Eagles have Miles Sanders active. They have a rushing quarterback. And Tampa's got a weak secondary, and I really, I, I everything is telling me, and I know, I I know that Tampa has Tom Brady, right? I know, but besides Mike Evans, who's going to be going up against Darius Slay in a tough, tough matchup, who's who do they have? Who do they have at receiver? They have Tyler Johnson, right? That that kid Grayson is out. Scotty Miller, who's an always Scottie a deep Miller. threat. You have to hold your collective breath every time he's on the field, especially if he's running a vertical. Look, look, I'd love to sit here and tell the world that the Philadelphia Eagles are going to beat this team. It's going to be a lot closer than what people think. I've already predicted that Philadelphia would be winning this game at halftime. But I want to jump into the analytics and give reasons why I feel that way. Okay, I didn't say that they were going to win the game. Can they? Yes. Anybody on any given Sunday, Jacob, as you know, they can win. Look what the Jets did this year. But right. anyway, uh, it, it's there, there are some leading factors to it. So these are the questions I have for you. Mm-hmm. How does Philly's defense rank this year? How does Philly's defensive line look this year against the rush as well as the pass? Not great. They've been uh, – the Phillies defense has been not fantastic. They've been below average, I'd say. Not in the bottom five, but they've been below average um, in terms of overall defense, which is a problem, right, when you're playing against an uh, uh, offense that could – with Tom Brady that could really explode at any moment. Um, and, and, you, and, of course, they have Gronk playing today. So it's going to be tough the Eagles it's I think you're right I think it's going to be a lot closer than people will expect but I I still do think the Buccaneers win this game today do you think that uh Philly's defense can still get after the quarterback or are they going to have to apply pressure via the blitz considering Tampa could be possibly very one-dimensional uh not having Ronald Jones and not having Leonard Fournette and having to rely on a boxer and what did you say the other kid was with Keyshawn Fah uh a third string running back. Okay, yeah, yes. Third okay. string, second year player. Right. But look, it's going to be tough to throw the ball in those conditions, and they are going to double Mike Evans. You know that Philadelphia. I could tell you one thing on defense: absolutely stinks at covering tight ends. Yes. But if Philly's smart and they want to stay competitive in this game, if they send the blitz, what's that going to hold? What's that? You hit Brady once or twice. What's it going to force Tampa to do? Keep the tight ends in the game. Okay, now you're really making them one dimensional. That's why this line continues to travel down. But do you know what the real reason is? Jacob, I got some really good info for you. Go ahead. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense is ranked third in the National Football League against the run. The Philadelphia Eagles have rushed for 2,800 yards this year. This is not the same Eagles team that Tampa has faced in the past. As a matter of fact, they played them earlier in the year when they beat them. Let me tell you something. What a lot of people don't know is when we dig into these games, we dig really deep to try to come up with these great picks that we try to give you. 
to the best of our ability. Ability, And I'm not a person that believes in stats because stats are very skewed. And I always said that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have such a high-ranked rushing defense because teams don't come in to play this team and plan on running the football because of Tom Brady and the boys. But that's changed. They've gotten rid of the cancer Antonio Brown. Chris Godwin is down with a torn ACL. You're down to one really good wide receiver in Mike Evans. I'm not allowed to say the other name because I can't stand him. Okay? But where the problem is this. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers rank 30th against the rush outside the tackles. That's the problem. Tampa Bay ranks 30th against the rush outside the tackles and Jacob correct me if I'm wrong no you're right is that not where they're you know what we have a surprise guest for you and he would love to welcome you on here Jacob with your permission I'd like to bring in the one the only the church going beer drinking fat Mike church going (laughs) a little far from the truth but welcome everybody great show this morning guys great show I'm really proud of you both you guys are kicking ass Thanks, man. I appreciate it. How are you today? Good, 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 good. Hey, it's it's uh, it's. I'm really happy to have you here at 12:52, Harry. You know this. We've been talking back and forth, Jake. I wanted to introduce you to 12:52 and everything like that. We're really happy to have you here, and I uh, can't wait to work. Look forward to working with you some more. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, me too. I'm really, really excited to be here. I appreciate the opportunity. Right, right. So continue on. I'm just going to hang back in the background and watch everything else. You guys do your show. I just wanted to step in and say good morning. And good God, morning. This, good this, morning. This is such. This is my favorite weekend. I think. I mean, it's up there with the beginning of March Madness. It's up there with the Masters. It's up there with all that stuff. I really love Super Wild Card Weekend. I cannot wait to to continue to sit on my fat ass all day and watch football <laughs> the rest of the day. It's going to be fantastic. Yes, sir, man. Oh, enjoy. Mike, thanks for chiming in, brother. Yes, man. Peace. It's always great to have him around, especially Absolutely. when he comes in. Yeah, but seriously, they're ranked 30th in the National Football League, Jacob, against the run when they're outside the tackles. Now, people are making case because there was no Levante David, yada, yada, yada. No, this is a season long. This isn't a four-week average. This is a season long. This is a continued problem, and I'm going to tell you what it is. Tampa is a very aggressive defense. They play a lot of zone, but they they like to cover the inner part of the field. Let me give you, for instance, you remember when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just a couple of weeks ago invaded the New York Jets and the Jets could have and should have beaten them. And then there was a busted play when the quarterback for the Jets turned around and ran on a fourth and two up the middle when it was supposed to be a run play. And I believe you actually told me about that. That's where this team is so good. Had they ran that play you were talking they were going to run, they more than likely would have picked up a first down in that game and the game would have been over, but it didn't work out that way. But that's where Tampa is vulnerable today. And if they get any kind of pressure on Brady, that's going to take Gronk out of the game. And now you're leaving one wide receiver out there. The thing What's your thoughts? Well, I, I think so too. And you look at the Eagles, right? A guy like Miles Sanders, who time and time again, has taken a run that it should be a uh, two yard, you know, whatever, right up the middle, bounced it, taking it 60 yards for a touchdown up the field is he's done it two or three times this season, which could absolutely happen today. And a team, like you said, with Tampa, that's so weak outside um, the outside of the tackles is this could be a problem today. Uh, I could see a big Miles Sanders touchdown, a guy like Jalen Hurts who could easily, you know, take a snap and he's and he just designed runs outside all day. 
just and and chip off clock. It's it's going to be about ball possession. You don't want to give you don't put the ball in Tampa's hands. You want the Eagles to have the ball as much as possible. You want you want your offense to run the ball, chip off away at the clock, get this get and then uh, maybe even if it's a field goal at the end of the drive. If you have a seven minute drive that ends in a field goal, that's I'm you're fine with that if you're the Eagles because you just take away time for Tampa to score. So what do you like here, Jacob? I like do. The- do I like, you like the Eagles covering? I like the Eagles to cover the game, but the Buccaneers to win. Okay. Uh, what do you like in the first half, and do you like the over-under for the game? Uh, I don't know. I don't think – I don't have any bets for the first half, and I think if the Eagles cover, I think the game goes over. What's my motto? Keep your bets low and your returns high, correct? Yeah. Put the Eagles on the money line first half because you're going to get almost 3 to 1 in your money. It's 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 that obnoxious. I'm not kidding you. Make a first half but make it very 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 small because the returns are tenfold. Cuz look, Tampa Bay has a propensity of not covering games, especially in the first half when they're playing down to the level of another team. And for those reasons why I've given you, especially because of the defense, not being able to stop the run, especially outside the tackles, and having a quarterback like Jalen Hurts, who can not only throw the ball 80 yards downfield, but he's accurate as hell, especially when he's on the move, rolling out of the pocket. And Tampa's had a hard, hard, hard time controlling mobile quarterbacks. Trust me when I say this. Tampa is a far superior team, but really plays down to the levels. This game, Jacob, reminds me of the Washington game last year. A lot of the Washington game last year. I mean, so much it's really scary. Yeah, yeah, we saw them struggle with Taylor Heineke, who could run the ball, too. Yep. Update 391 says, does Philly have a chance in this game? I think we answered it for you. Hump Day, Pitt have a chance today? Jacob, it's on you. We'll talk about that. We have one more game, and then we'll talk about that one. Sure. 49ers and Cowboys game will be the best game today. That's the game we're going to talk about right now. So the 49 Harry says he likes his Philly cheesesteak with mustard, mayo, ketchup, and pineapple. I don't think you said that, Harry. No, I, I don't think I said that. What I did say is uh, add a little onion, a little more onion, hold the green peppers, add a whole bunch of onion, and give me a little bit of mayo and just a little line of ketchup. Oh, my God, it's perfect. Now, Mike is probably throwing up in the back room because I like my hot dogs with ketchup on them, too. Look, look, I see him smiling in the back. I got to bring him in for this one. What'd you think of that, Mike? You're you're a communist is what I think about that. (laughs) Now, that's a Chicago thing. You wouldn't understand, Jacob. Yeah. Listen, this 49er, we'll, we'll talk this 49ers Cowboys game. 49ers right now are three point underdogs. Um, and the points total is 51 here, Harry. And I have heard everyone, everybody, everywhere. This is everyone's favorite game to make money on today. Everyone's bet the Niners. Everyone's saying, bet the Niners, bet the Niners. Throw it on the Niners. Bet the house on the Niners. Every push it all in with both feet. With both feet. Eat, Harry. And hands. Make sure you don't leave any chips on the table. All in, baby. Not only in this game do I not like the Niners. And my opinion has changed on this because I was all in on the Niners here. Please tell me, old wise one. Not only do I not like the Niners, Harry, this over that everybody's touting, I like the under in this game, too. In fact, I love the under in this game. You're killing me, Smalls. I know. I know you're going to go against me in both ways. I know. I know both ways are but, going against me. But but 
hold on. I want facts. Why? Because I've got this whole sheet of paper that I prepared just for you. Look at that, baby. Look, all the way up and down. Yep. And those are all the reasons why Okay. Dallas doesn't win this game. And their favorite. Go ahead. Please entertain me, sir. Listen, I've heard, and I think Debo Samuel is a great player. I think he's probably the most dangerous weapon you can have on your team right now. The fact that he can, he's a great receiver and he can run the ball. He can do it all, right? Yep. This Cowboys pass rush and this Cowboys run stop has been really good the last couple weeks of the season. Micah Parsons, who has been not just the defensive rookie of the year, if TJ Watt wasn't playing, he would be the defensive player of the year in my opinion. I know Trevon Diggs is overrated as hell, right? He can catch the ball, right? He can intercept it, but he gives up the most yards of any cornerback in the entire league. Oh, they you're stealing target. my thunder, son. You're they, stealing my thunder. Stay they, away from Trayvon Diggs. They keep targeting him. Mm-hmm. My thing is that Jimmy G is not playing. Uh, he's not playing fully healthy today. Nope. He's not. That I know that he didn't. He didn't last week either. Let, let me let me know when you're done. No, I know. Jimmy G not playing healthy. I know last week happened and whatever. The cowboy, this Cowboys offense is ready to put up possibly thirty plus points. I I can't see a way that the Niners offense is going to be able to outscore the Cowboys. That's honestly, I don't think that the Cowboys offense. I don't think the Niners' offense with Jimmy G will be able to outscore Dak and the Cowboys today, man. I really don't. Then now let's hear your reasoning on why I am so wrong. No, I don't think you're wrong. This <laughs> is what's so great about doing these shows is because we can have two different opinions and be respectful about it. I'm going to be so respectful. I'm just going to take you out of here. See you later. I'm kidding. I'm only kidding. <laughs> I always wanted to do that. It's not even my show, but that's okay. Hey, I got the control booth. I have the controls. Jacob, when you think of the 49ers, what do they do really good at on the offensive side of the football? They can run it. They can run the ball. Okay. Would, would you? How many games would you say Jimmy Garoppolo missed this year? I think when he missed four or five. Okay. You know, he's thrown for 3,800 yards. Mm-hmm. Hold on. They're known as a running football team that threw for 3,800 yards. Yeah. Let me repeat that. 3,800 yards. So they can throw with the best teams in the National Football League. Mm-hmm. Dak Prescott has thrown for 4,400 yards. Yes, there's a disparaging difference, and I'm not talking about touchdown to interception ratios because Dak is at 37 to 10. Jimmy's at 20 and 12. But Mitchell... It's just shy of a thousand yards rushing right now. Now let's talk about Dallas. And I'm going to give you the reasons why I think that the Dallas Cowboys aren't going to win this game. The first six games of the season, you remember the first game, Jacob, that was against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I do. Tampa turned the ball over four times and still won that football game. Dallas was very unlucky, you know, to lose that that, that game. But the first six games, it was Tampa Bay. They won by, they lost by two. The Chargers, they won by three. Philly, week three, they came in and they blew them out by 20. Then they beat the Panthers, who was still, eh, they were playing decent football. They won by eight. Then they played the Giants and won by 24. 
and then their only convincing win to a struggling team that didn't start the turning on, which was the New England Patriots. They beat them by six. Okay? The teams that they lost to, Tampa Bay, Denver, Kansas City, Raiders, Arizona, those five teams that they lost to were the only five teams on that schedule that actually did something this year. And Denver didn't. Tampa Bay's in the playoffs. Kansas City's in the playoffs. The Raiders were in the playoffs. Arizona's in the playoffs. The rest of these teams, they were supposed to be. And I understand, Jacob, that they can only play the teams that are on their schedule. Reasons for Dallas is not going to win. You're right. Trayvon Diggs has given up more yards than any DB. However, he does lead the league in interceptions. So that means he's either getting a pick six or he's giving up six. We call that the Jameis Winston of DBs. Plain and simple. The running game, they they forgot what it was. Ezekiel Elliott's got 1,000 yards rushing with 10 TDs on 237 attempts, and they're trying to sprinkle in Pollard. I like Pollard. But why are they doing that? Because Ezekiel Elliott is still one of the best running backs in the National Football League. All they got to do is feed him the ball. Here's the problem, Jacob. They're trying to throw the football to him. They have over 100 passes thrown to the running backs out of the backfield. Pollard has been targeted 46 times and caught 39 passes. Elliott has been thrown 65 times and has only caught 47. And that's because you're not getting the repetitions in the game. If, Green, if Dallas goes to a run-first mentality, they will beat Frisco, but they can't help himself. Jimmy Garoppolo can keep up with this offense. San Francisco doesn't only win. They beat the brakes off this team today. Really? All right. So this was – so I understand that the – Cal- three. Hold on. Three-point favorite, Jacob. Yeah. 12-5 and five team to a team that had to sneak into the playoffs – why are you got to ask yourself this question? Vegas isn't stupid. It's a it's a matchup nightmare right now for the Cowboys. If but I'm I understand that they're three point favorite, that means they would be an underdog if they were in San Fran. This is a twelve and five football team. Let me repeat it: twelve and five. What is San Fran? I think they're what ten and seven. There's two other games that they didn't win. This is what I'm trying to get the general public to understand. The Dallas Cowboys, they think it's they think it's a gift from the gambling gods. They're only three-point favorites. The mighty Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Be very scared. Because if Dallas was a true favorite in this game, they'd be six or seven points like the Buccaneers are. Even my categories. Say hello, Zipper. <laughs> Listen, Harry, here's Here, my Dallas, thing. that's for you. The Cowboys, <laughs> the Cowboys only beat however many teams that all right. The Eagles were the only team they beat that were in the playoffs. Right. We look at the Niners, though, right? Let's look at the teams that the Niners have beat and they've lost to. Great. Okay? The Niners have beat the Lions week one. They beat the Eagles week two before the Eagles read, and they only won that game by six. And the Eagles are another team who kind of just snuck in. Lost to the Packers, lost to the Seahawks twice. Both times they played, I believe. They lost to the Cardinals, lost to the Colts, who didn't even make the playoffs. They beat the Bears, so that's, I mean, they're not a playoff team. Lost to the Cardinals again. Oh, by the way, the Bears were winning in that game, too, by the way. Right, and the, the I think the one impressive win on their schedule for me was when they beat the Brakes off the Rams in November. That was it. And the Rams are also a super inconsistent team that we'll talk about in a little bit. Yeah, I, and, and you know, I know where you're going to with this, but 
and, and my last thing, the last reason I wanted to give Jacob was Micah Parsons, mm-hmm. arguably one of the best linebackers in football. Sucks against covering people in, in the passing game. Yeah. Hold on, baby, because all I'm going to tell you is Kyle Shanahan's going to completely nullify Marka Parsons in this game because they will get a guard on him, number one. Number two, he's going to have to cover Kittle coming out of the backfield because they have nobody else. If you put a safety or a corner on him, it'll be a very long day. So Micah Parsons is going to have to help in the middle. Who else do you have? You're, you're, they're going to try to cover a almost a 1,500-yard receiver in Debo Samuel, either running the ball or catching the ball out of the backfield. This is scary, man. It's all about matchups. All I'm saying is, is I am literally, I feel like a dog with rabies foaming at the mouth, cannot wait to get my money in on this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I am I really like the Cowboys. I, I, I can't see. I, I, it could easily, listen. Right, this game could easily be one that that the Niners that Debo Samuel puts up over uh, 150 yards total from scrimmage and a touchdown or two, and you know they run the ball into oblivion. Jimmy G throws the ball ten times. Right, I just I think this Cowboys offense is so good. I think that they're hated on more because they're the Cowboys because they're so closely watched in terms of every other fan base, right? Because no one cares when they'll drop a 50-burger on, on a team with a solid defense. It'll be when they, you know, they, they struggle against a team like the Cardinals or they struggle in a game, you know? I, I think this... Uh, Micah Parsons, whether or not he has to cover George Kittle, right? Whether or not George Kittle explodes, I just... George Kittle could go for over 100 yards, and this team still only puts up 17 points. You know? uh, they're they're going to put up some points, buddy. I mean, listen, the, the, this Dallas team, there's only so much lipstick on a pig you can put on there. You're not going to be able to hang. Look, you know what? In baseball, listen, Jacob, you're one of the youngest guys that I'll ever associate with, and especially trying to contradict or even having an intelligent conversation about you know actual sports. That is how much I respect your opinion. In baseball, when you go into the playoffs, what usually dominates? Pitching. Pitching, yeah. You, want okay. to see. you know, and, and in baseball, it's it's the only sport where defense controls the ball. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's the same thing in football. Rarely, rarely does a high-powered offense succeed in the playoffs. It's usually the defense that can nullify it. And let me tell you something. San Fran's getting healthy by the minute, especially on defense. That's another reason why I like them. Look, I could be dead wrong, and the gambling gods that are out there are bestowing upon everybody a gift at minus three. But do you really think that they want to give up millions of dollars by that? That's why I like them. Yeah, fair enough. Listen, this game this game could go either way. And then I, I like the under a little bit, just like a tiny bit. But No, I understand why. Yeah, not enough to not enough to put any money on that. All right, that's, that's a high. Wait a minute, man. That's fifty-one points. That that, you have a point there, and you know what? I, I agree with your under. I uh, really do. Yeah, yeah. Listen, all right. Pittsburgh Steelers plus twelve and a half at the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, this game, I mean, the Steelers are the worst team in the playoffs, in my opinion, by far. Um, and they know it. Big Ben. It was a joke. I don't know how people took it seriously, but. He says, you know, we're the four. Everyone knows 
we're you know we're, oh we're, we're the worst team in the playoffs we're we expect to get but we're gonna get blown out like might as well go out there and have fun <sighs> i know it was a joke but this game it's still the playoffs the steelers are still a playoff team they've seen kansas city was he far off no he wasn't wrong but he thought it was a joke and he thought it was funny but he was right i um i this is still the playoffs so i don't want to say like the steelers are going to lose by 50 because whatever this chief's offense they've been up and down up and down it's you know is tyreek hill gonna have over 100 yards and two touchdowns or is she gonna have three catches for 40 yards and only get targeted five or six times right is travis kelsey gonna put up big always he always puts up big numbers is the Steelers offense going to be one that comes out and falls flat on its face like usual? Or are they going to come out and they're going to play with some fight getting Juju Smith-Schuster back? Getting is a, he actually playing though? Because that's he, a significant difference. He, he is, is playing. playing. He's playing. Wow. You have now Deontay Johnson and Juju and Claypool. So you have your big three receivers playing. You have Najee Harris playing today. He's healthy. He's off the injury report. You have Big Ben playing to win in his final game. What, what could be his final game. And a defense that's not as great as they were last year, not great all year, but they're coming to fight. They want to eat a little bit, right? TJ Watt is he wants to hit Mahomes. I promise you that. But Mahomes, the Chiefs, is could this be a game that they're overlooking, Harry? Could this be a Steelers team that sneaks up and covers that 12 and a half? Makes this a close game. 12 and a half's a lot of points for a playoff game, Harry. It is. It 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 really is. Um First off, Kansas City hasn't been winning because of their offense. Kansas City in the second half of the year has been winning because of the defense, despite how many turnovers Patrick Mahomes has been giving to to the opposing opposing teams. Uh, There's a reason why this game is 46 for a total. And all their star power for the Pittsburgh Steelers is getting back, especially with Claypool and Juju Smith-Schuster and Najee Harris coming back. I mean, God, just by you telling me that, it's just... I've had Kansas City lay the wood, lay the wood, lay the wood, lay the wood. I'm going to go to Texas and say, I can't make my mind up in this game. Just sit back and enjoy. Uh, But why isn't the game going to go over? I'll tell you what. If Pittsburgh covers this game. Yeah, that game's going over. If it covers. No, actually, it's the other way around. I say it goes under because the defense is going to go ahead and slow down Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, in my opinion. You see, I think that there's a real chance in this game, and it's been it's a ridiculous thing to say. I think there's a real chance that Pittsburgh scores a lot more points here. I think that this is this could be the most points they've scored all year. This then, could, then, it, then the game does go over because I only figure the only way Pittsburgh actually covers this game if Kansas City say wins twenty to thirteen, sixteen twelve, you know, one of those type of games, you know, for the defense. Okay. Otherwise, I, I might see a. A 30 to 10 game, you know, with a garbage touchdown at the end, you know, something like that. See, what I think, what I what I see happening is with Juju back, and this is this is why if Juju wasn't playing, I was saying take the under. But the fact that Juju is playing now, right? You fill that slot role that Deontay Johnson has had to fill for a lot of this season. Now you start to have two guys in Claypool and Deontay Johnson that can really extend the field. And I know Big Ben can't really throw deep anymore, but he can still throw a nice 40 yard pass. So I, I think that having Deontay Johnson to extend the field, having Chase Claypool along the sideline, it could really they could really score quickly. Najee Harris could have a big day because Kansas City, I think we could see Najee Harris really expose this Chiefs run defense and, and they 
really put up some points today. The Kansas City Chiefs, they play really good against the run, and they're playing really good, especially in the secondary against the pass. But you know where they really hurt a little bit is up the middle on the passing, especially into the slot. And since they are going to be getting healthy, especially in the slot portion of it, you know, you're making some very, very compelling arguments, but I still don't think it's enough. No. I, I, I think Kansas City, the number is dead correct. That's why I'm going to say go to Texas on this I game. Do what I do but worry this about. might be a second half bet. This really could be a second half bet. What because I do you, worry about. Let's see what it looks like. Yeah. What I what I do worry about is like with the over with more more to, more leaning towards the under with it is like this offense could be one that's also looking to just chip off time. You know, four yard passes out, five yard passes out, getting out of bounds, uh, not, not getting out of bounds. Sorry, just slowing the clock down, running the ball on, on first down and second down, and then throwing a four yard out to get the first down. On third down and just and slowing the game down. Yeah. So Mahomes can't just explode. I think that's a real possibility. And if that does happen, then the under is going to hit. Which Let me is, tell you something. If they could have a chance to make Mahomes roll to his left rather than his right, that hurts him. Also, if they push him to his right, push him all the way down the sidelines to his right, because then he has to throw across his body. And that's where two thirds of his interceptions come from. Yeah. Uh, hey, you got some comments starting to back up. I'm going to go ahead and put them in there for you. Fat time. Mike says, go Eagles. I'm really hoping they knock out Tampa, Tampa Bay. Bay. I'm so sick of the Champa Bay garbage. Adam Padermo Rivera says, Bengals will travel to I Tennessee. Thought. So that's what yep. I thought. So the Bengals traveling to Tennessee could be big because the Bengals, I think, could beat the Titans. I don't think they'd be able to beat the Bills right now. If Casey wins tonight, Bills travel to Kansas City. That'll be a good game. Wow. Troy Palomalu said, Harry said he took a DNA test and found out he's 70% Italiano. Welcome to La Fam- Fam- Familia. How- um, okay. Yeah. Five scatta Malaka. You know what that means? Okay. Adam Padermo says, Tampa and the Eagles game will be sloppy game. No four net for Tampa today. I don't think it's going to be that sloppy. I think it's going to be wet on the field. It's not going to be raining after one o'clock, but it's going to be windy, very, very windy. Good insight. Hump day, 391. Jacob loves Le'Veon Bell. Uh, no, I don't. Actually, uh, whatever. I have no opinion on Le'Veon right now. Adam Padermo says, Brady will be relying on Gronk today. That's a very good point, but as I was alluding to from before, if Philadelphia can't get pressure on Tom Brady, what do they do best? They blitz. And Who believe has, me, who's really gotten pressure on Tom Brady this year, though? Oh my God, there was one particular game that made that offensive line look very pedestrian. And I'm the trying Jets, to remember. The Jets really the, put some pressure the, on Brady. The, the Jets got to him, and that for anytime you get pressure on Tom Brady, it forces Any, them to put in one line, one that, can, that, that is good with had as good D tackles. Any because they the 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 Tampa has two really good uh, tackles. They don't they have the best run. offensive line in football, bro. They do. Starting with Werfs. And really, you can really penetrate the middle of this Tampa offensive line, dude. If you have if you have some good D tackles, we saw Quinnen get Quinn and Williams get to Tom Brady. And if, if you put a little bit of pressure on the outside, it opens up this middle to really to really get in on Tom yep. Brady. Yep. But that that that's high. I mean, it, it, Gronk is supposed to have a big day today because Philadelphia is absolutely horrible, horrible at covering tight ends. However, they can nullify that by putting pressure on them by sending the blitz, and that's going to force them to keep Gronk in the game. Troy Palomalu says, me and Big Mike are going to church later. (laughs) Let me repeat that. 
Me and Big Mike are going to church later. Troy Palomalu. Oh, God. Troy also says Big Mike loves signing, singing at the choir when he goes to church. <laughs> I got to put that up there again. Big Mike loves singing at the choir when he goes to church. You should hear his voice, ladies and gentlemen. He's actually a soprano. His wife grabs a couple and she squeezes and they just get really, really high voice. <laughs> Hard count football. On that's, YouTube, that's this my, big that's Mike my guy. That's uh, my commenting from uh, from the show. This big Mike guy seems like a really holy dude. Luckily, Fat Mike isn't a Bible boy and keeps things real. <laughs> the Sports Web. That's pretty good. This big Mike, uh, Trey Palomalu says, "Leave Trayvon Diggs alone." Why? Did we did we find a little bit of a uh, soft spot for you there, uh, Troy? Harry said, "If the Eagles win." He will buy unlimited Philly cheesesteaks for a week. Thank you, Uncle. Uh, only for you, Troy. I already, wait a minute, Troy. I offered you a dinner, okay, at the best restaurant at the Hard Rock Casino here in Tampa. All you had to do was show up. Just show up. You couldn't even do that. And the only thing you had to do was make an appearance on one of our shows. You couldn't even do that. So no Philly cheesesteak for you, buddy. Champa Bay. The sports web says, I want to see Big Ben of old and knock out KC. I know it's not going to happen, but it could. TJ Watt should be MVP. Hopefully, the Chiefs send out Big Ben and some stretchers. Ooh. Christopher Cole says, 49ers will win and the Steelers will make a game and possibly pulling out an upset. Chris, I think I think I think that's more of a wish list for you because you don't really want to face Kansas City in the Super Bowl, which is understandable. But the problem is, is Tampa Bay has to still get there. No, you know who you know who Tampa shouldn't want to face in the Super Bowl is the Buffalo Bills. Because man, oh, I think that game wouldn't even really be close. Yep. And one of the newest members of the Over Under Show, Christian Harry's repping the South Side LFG. That's right, baby. Only good guys wear black, even on Sunday morning. You see that, Mike? Only good guys wear black. They don't sit up in the north side. Are you giving me the number one? Oh, yeah, he, he did. He gave me the number one. I like that. Facebook user, good morning, fellows. Facebook user says, Trevon, wide receiver digs, laughing my ass off. And Adam, the last comment so far is Adam Padermo, 125. What's he mean by that? I don't know. Me neither. I don't know. We got one more game to talk about, though. Sorry about that. I had to read them for you. It's fine. Arizona Cardinals plus three and a half at the Los Angeles Rams. Points total is 49 and a half, Harry. Uh, can the Cardinals uh, really overcome so much inconsistency? The question is, can the Rams overcome that same inconsistencies? All of those same inconsistencies. Because the Cardinals have been uh, atrocious at stopping the run. Rams get Cam Akers today, which is awesome to see him come back from that torn Achilles. It's these two teams have what what was their season uh did they split or did the Cardinals sweep them? I don't remember. Um but it's gonna be a it's it, they're these teams are gonna play tough. It's a divisional game, you know, they both want to beat the other, both knock the other out of the playoffs. You have two young coaches, you have Cliff Kingsbury versus Sean McVay, Stafford versus Kyler. It'll be cool. Harry, I feel like you have a strong opinion on this one. You think? <laughs> you think? First off, 
the rest of the world thinks that Arizona has a chance because the game started out at minus six and it's always all the way down to three and a half. Don't be surprised it gets down to three. Keep waiting, folks. Wait till game time and pray for three, even two and a half and bet the hell out of the Rams in this game. I'm going to tell you again, this is the best team in the National Football League. They just don't know it. Period. They just don't know it. They're not playing like it is. The L.A. Rams, I'm sorry. Yeah, the L.A. Rams have absolutely sold their soul to the devil by acquiring all these players. Sometimes they don't mesh well together, but you know what? The star quality is going to show out today. Kyler Murray, I'm predicting it. Look at some futures and look at some prop bets because Kyler Murray is not going to throw one pick today. He's going to throw two. And they're going to have a total of not one, two, three. They're going to have four turnovers total in this game. The Rams will show you why they have that type of defense. And uh, look for more than three sacks by the Rams defense on Kyler Murray. And my big boy, the defensive tackle, the best player, the best tackle in the National Football League, Mr. Aaron Donald, is going to come up with a couple of sacks in this game. It's going to be ugly. And this is a game, it's just like playing poker. I want to go full screen when I do this. When you play poker and you got pocket aces and there's two more on the board when it came out on the flop, you take one hand like this and you cup it and you grab the other hand like this and you shove all your chips in. Just in case you left some there, you take both feet and you shove them in as well. Take your watch off, take your mortgage, throw it all in the middle. This, my friend, is a game to bet. The Greeks pick of the week, Arizona minus four. Minus three, sorry. Three, three and a half. Arizona minus three and a half or the Rams? No, sorry. The Rams minus three, three and a half. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I like the Rams in this one too. Not Maybe not as much as you do, but I like the Rams in this one. What? I, not as much as you Wait like. Wait a minute. Hang on. We, we, you, you, you like something? Can you say that out loud? I, I'm, I'm, okay. Here's my thing. I do like the Rams. I, li- I agree with you. I know. I know. Hang on, hang on. I got to bring Fat Mike in here. He's got, he, he, I don't believe he can, be, I don't think he believed that. Mike, did you hear that? I did not. What's going on? Jacob just agreed with me. Oh boy. Okay. On what? I think we, he said he, 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 he's going all in with the Rams today. I'm, I'm saying I, I like the Rams. I just agree that I like the Rams. See, I'm on the other, I'm on the other end of the spectrum. I like the Cardinals in this game. I really do. I think. I don't know. Cardinals have had their number. They split the they split the season series. Did they not one and one? And the, and the time that the Cardinals the Cardinals really beat them up in that one game. So I mean, I, it goes back and forth. I know the loss of DeAndre Hopkins goes a long way for this Cardinal offense, but Kyler Murray's been kind of fine on his path going forward, going on and on over the last couple of weeks. It could be a very tight game. And with that being said, I really like the Cardinals in this game for some reason. Yeah, wow. my, my thing is like both teams have been so inconsistent. Right, the Cardinals have been up here at times and all the way down here at times. Same thing with the Rams. It's that's why it's hard to bet this game since both teams are, you know, it's kind of a struggle. You know, and and I don't mean to cut you off, Jacob. Another thing, listen, if there's one thing that's that's been idealistic and ide like the ideology of this 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 Rams team is that they have repeatedly fallen short when they're expected to do something great. Whether it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter what they do. They have Aaron Donald. They trade for Leonard, or they trade for Leonard Floyd. They go out and get um, uh, OBJ, and you know so many things. Jalen Ramsey and all these picks and all these picks. And honestly, I would find it laughable today if the Aaron Zach, or I would find it laughable today 
if they lose this game because it would be in typical Los Angeles Rams fashion of them losing and not doing what they're supposed to do when they're expected to do so. Mike, who's the, be- who's the best team in the NFC? The best team in the NFC right now is the Green Bay Packers. All, all right, see you later. Have a great day. Thanks for coming on, Mike. Have a great day. <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> all right, Harry. Right before we end this show, I want to go through a few things with you because, you know, there's a lot of teams that aren't in the playoffs, like my New York Jets, like your Chicago Bears. So do you want me to kick you out, too? You had to remind me of that. Listen, I want to talk a little bit about some of this head coaching stuff. Maybe and a few offseason topics, real quick. Yes, sir. Go for it. First of all, Brian Flores got fired from the Dolphins. I don't know what the Dolphins are doing. Brian Flores is a great coach. Took a team that had no quarterback. They took, I mean, however many receivers, uh, whatever. They outplayed their talent level. They won what eight nine in a row, and then they fired their coach. And apparently, it's not because. He's a bad coach. Apparently, it's because he doesn't play nicely with others. And then the Texans interviewed him, uh, and I don't think he's going to fit in well in Houston with those people that are running the show over there. So I don't understand. But if you had a place where you think Brian Flores is going to get hired, where do you think it is? I would love to see him as a Chicago Bear head coach. Honestly, I would, because this is what this team needs. It needs a little bit of discipline. And, you know, talk talking about the Chicago Bears, I've never been really big on taking somebody who's kind of down and then you're like that bully at the beach and you kind of kick sand at him. And I'm referring to Matt Nagy. Allen Robinson publicly came out and said that he hasn't talked to Matt Nagy for the like six months of the 2020 season. Leading into the 2021 season. That's horrible. And all these people are coming out into that. But if that's the case, then there's not that much discipline in the locker room. A coach like Brian Flores, you either break a team or you make a very disciplined team. And I kind of think it would be a disciplined team. I'd love to see him go to Chicago. How about you? Yeah, that'd be cool. I think I, I honestly think he's gonna either be the Texans head coach or the Giants head coach. I think he's he's a New York, he's he's New Jersey, New York guy. I think the Giants uh could be the could be where he goes. And then they might make I heard they might make a move for Deshaun Watson once Brian Flores gets there, which would be because, I mean, we know he wanted him in Miami. So it wouldn't really surprise me to see the Giants make a move for Deshaun. And they could definitely use him. And they have the picks to do it. So other guys, not just Deshaun Watson, might get traded this year. We're hearing possibly Calvin Ridley might be looking for a fresh start from uh, the Atlanta Falcons. And the, and the Falcons might be looking for a fresh start as well. You had one spot for, the, for uh, Calvin Ridley to end up. Where do you think the Falcons send him? You know what? They can send him to any team in the National Football League. My just biggest thing about Calvin Ridley, honestly, he's not a WR1. I honestly think he's a wide receiver, too. Uh, I, can he be a wide receiver one? Yeah, he's very weak, though, as a wide receiver one. I, I, I don't think he, he I don't think he, with I don't another. think, I don't think he plays very well with double coverage over the top of him. And yes, if you put him on a team that already has another really, really good wide receiver, like, yes. say, Chicago. Say the Jets. The Jets. Who they got as receivers? We used Elijah stop? Moore. Elijah oh, Moore is Elijah a Moore, stop, stop. Sit, sit in the slot all day long. I'm talking about a true RWR one. Elijah you really, Moore would you better. really? Elijah you, Moore was better out of uh, from the outside than he was in the slot this year. Yeah, but my question is, do you honestly think that Calvin Ridley is the answer for the Jets? I think that he could be that Stephon Diggs that the that Buffalo got in terms of Zach Wilson's development. Wow, that's a great point. 
I think that that could be huge for him because it starts to open up the field. Because, so you think like, he's that good? You think he's that type of receiver? He could be a WR1. Yeah, I 100% think so. Wow, that's very interesting, Jacob. I think it would be, I think the Jets need to pursue offensive weapons, whoever's available. Um, and, and then the other guy that I heard might get available, might be available is DK Metcalf might be on the trade market this year. Now that's a wide receiver one, sir. And I think, I think getting DK Metcalf, who he's, he can, he can really get open um, and real and be a great target for Zach Wilson for, uh, it's, I think it's a cheaper cap hit than what I think Calvin Ridley's $11 million and DK's only one because he's still on that deal. Um, uh, listen, whoever if you, I, if I had to choose between the two, it'd be DK Metcalf. See, I'm Look, taking, I, I know a lot of people will think that Calvin Ridley is a number one wide receiver. He's not, he's not, he doesn't do well in a double team. He doesn't get in and out of his breaks really well. I watch a lot of coaches tape. Is he a talented wide receiver? Absolutely. And you are correct. If you put him and pair him up with another wide receiver that forces you to play what they call a schemed double team where they're not actually on you 24-7 because they have to do worry about anything coming across the middle and crossing patterns. Yeah, yeah, he's a hell of a wide receiver. Great talent. One of the better talents in the National Football League, but does not play well as a true WR1. I, I think also the Jets need to make a move towards a guy like you know, if Dalton Schultz can become available this offseason, I would pay him all the money. Um, draft a good tight end. You want to just get offensive weapons in the building. I, I think drafting, I think we draft defense, keep it young. You can pay some guys that you know are good, but you really just have to get those offensive weapons in for Zach right now. Because it's an if this if if this is truly a three-year rebuild with Robert Sala. You have this year, you bring in the offensive weapons for next year, and you rebuild the defense uh, fully in year three by, by drafting guys next in the next draft and then the draft after. So I, I, I seem to have gotten into the skin of a few people. We're going to go ahead and read some of these comments. Hate to say it, but I agree, Sally. Yes, I agree. Green Bay Packers are the best yeah, team. Christian says, yeah, I'm with Jacob. I'm thinking Florida's heading to New York Giants. Christian also says, but definitely wouldn't mind Flores in Chicago. Facebook user, he hasn't communicated with the Falcons in week. And here it starts. Wide receiver two, LOL. Hey, this is what the show is about. I love when people tell us that we're wrong. Facebook user says in Chicago, he'd be a WR1. That's true, but I'm saying he's not a true number you one. Need another, Let me explain I that. I don't think you guys need another receiver in Chicago. I don't think that's the move. Darnell Mooney? Mooney's great. He's not a wide receiver one, though. Yeah. and In it's, my opinion. Keep Allen Robinson somehow, some way. I don't think Allen Robinson had enough time to really click and generate any kind of rapport with Justin Fields this year. And yeah. quite honestly, I don't think he really wants to be in Chicago. I mean, I don't know that to be for sure. I don't have anybody in the locker room telling him that. 100% he's a weapon. He's re he's referring, if I'm not mistaken, to uh, our boy out of Atlanta. DK is half. He's never surpassed Lockett. I'm glad you brought that up, sir. The reason why is because you have a predictable head coach, and he has stuck with the uh, with with uh, with, uh, with Lockett. Every time it's third down, he gets the ball. Every single time. Tyler Lockett's one of the best players in the league for six yeah. games of the year. That's it. <laughs> That's I it. love Tyler Lockett, but come on, man! If 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 you have a real offensive-minded team, 
and you have yeah. you know you have DK on one side and Lockett on the other, I'd give them 50-50 locks, and and I'd never know which. I mean, it passes. I mean, everybody starts to zone toward Lockett, and they're leaving DK man up for some reason. I have no idea why. It's because of the coaching. It's becoming very predictable. But yeah. that is a very good comment. You are correct. Lockett is ahead of him right now, and he really shouldn't be. And I get the good old-fashioned what? And he says, I need to watch 2020 again. Please don't make me do that, sir. I've watched enough. Uh, I, I've watched enough tape last year. I, I picked so well last year, it wasn't even funny. And again, I am not a fantasy player. The man sitting next to me, that's the fantasy player. I handicap games. I Darnell Mooney is a wide receiver two or three. I agree with you. Mooney's good, though. Christian says Darnell Mooney is the only wide receiver under contract for the Bears currently. True. With DK and the coach. I just think, yeah, no, I think, uh, man, I think Calvin Ridley's a wide receiver one. I have to, like, he's, I, he's so, he took over. When, by the when, way, that was Jason Morgan when, who when was making Julio those left, That's pretty cool. Thank you, Jason, by the way, for tuning in today. That was awesome. When Julio left or when he was hurt, Calvin Ridley really stepped up. You can you saw the loss of Calvin Ridley in the offense this year. You did. Um, it was he would be a great weapon. I also don't think Matt Ryan is the right guy to be throwing him the football, right? He's not. He wouldn't. He's not getting it to him consistently, right? He's more. He was more of a safety valve for Matt Ryan when I think he can truly bud and be a real weapon uh, on another team with a quarterback with a bit of a stronger arm. You know, Matt Ryan doesn't have an offensive line in front of him either, Jacob. Right. Well, you put him on a team with a quarterback that can really have the time to throw that ball and yep. get it to him and let his play let his play develop. Um, kind of like now, Zach Wilson. Now, Chris, <laughs> I, I didn't know you had this kind of personality. That's not very nice. No Antonio Brown to Chicago. I wouldn't. I think uh, whatever. You need a you need a wide receiver with the talent of Antonio Brown in Chicago, though. Let me tell you something. Antonio Brown is yeah. still one of the best wide receivers in the National Football League, especially with route running. He's the first ballot Hall of Famer. I would not take him on my team. What a cancer that guy is. No. All right, Harry, let's wrap this thing up. Why don't you go ahead and tell everyone where they can find you? Promote yourself. Um, you can find me on Friday evenings right here on 1252 Sports on the over-under. And that show is 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Chicago time. And my co-host is Peter Blake. Maybe one of these evenings, uh, this young man next to me will be coming on. I doubt it, but that's okay. He's got other things that are better to do on a Friday night, and I don't blame him. Monday and Wednesday nights, you can find me on the sports web uh, talking with uh, Mr. Peter Blake. He's the host of that show. And you have one more comment. Troy Palomalu says Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson will be competing in the toilet bowl for years to come. Well, we won that game this year, so... <laughs> Anyway, Jacob, thank you so much for having me on. Okay, brother? Yes, sir, man. Have a good day. Enjoy the football. Take care. It's going to be a great day of football. Yes, sir. All right, guys. And with that, we're going to wrap today from the Hard Count Football Podcast Live. My name is Jacob Charno. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining me today. Special thanks to Harry the Greek and Fat Mike for coming on um, to talk about these games. It's it's always a lot of fun. Uh, and it's, of course, a ton of fun to be here at 1252 Sports. Um, follow me on Twitter at Jacob Charno, Instagram at Hard Count Football. Check out the Hard Count Football Podcast live every single Sunday morning right here at 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Central uh, on the Hard Count Football YouTube channel and on 1252 Sports Chicago, guys. Enjoy the games today. I'll see you all next Sunday.